suck up trying to win it. We get it, Brady. We get it. You're so good at game-winning drives. You're so good at football. You're such a champion. We get it. Gag me. Coquel, hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. Stream the show on the free ESPN app or on your Alexa, Google, or Siri smart speaker. Turn it up! Turn it up! Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. Are you crying? Oh, my Lord. I am sorry, honey. Please don't. Could you get your daddy on the phone? Don't hang up, please. I- From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Wow, that that one year, that one singular calendar year where I was like, hey, Brady's kind of cool. I've sort of come around on Tom Brady. That year's over. The feelings I felt last night With a minute 24 left and Tom Brady marching his team down the field and getting the benefit of the officials, the hate all came rushing back to me in one giant football tsunami. I'm back, baby. Brady Hater is back, baby. Ken LeVick alive featuring Coquel. It's a Friday edition. Ooh, it felt good to get football back. I feel testosterone rushing to every Orifice. I don't know what I'm talking about. We're in the end of John Levine Accident Attorney I don't want to hear about the testosterone that rushes to your orifice. Actually, I felt like that was kind of sexy. Uh, We are in the Phillips Point Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, right off of the uncomfortably hot and downright terrible intracoastal. Uh, Have you until 1 o'clock, ESPN 106.3, free ESPN app, and on your smart speaker. And uh, last night, it was just Brady being Tom Brady. The Buccaneers get the ball back with a minute 24 left to go and Coquel, we all knew what was going to happen. We knew it was going to result in a game-winning field goal. Ryan Suckup hits it from 36 yards. The Bucks beat the Cowboys 31-29. to There is a lot to unpeel from this game, but Brady is the A1 storyline. 32 of 50, 379 yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions, but the biggest story is me and how I felt when Tom Brady was leading the Buccaneers down the field. Last season, I thought to myself, man, new scenery, new change of pace, and new guy. No longer is this Patriots culture patriots way nonsense where you don't say anything and you're all buttoned up and uh you're acting like you're in the kgb like this was tampa this was loose tom this was fun tom and i liked it i was actually glad to see him win i thought it was hilarious when he threw the trophy from boat to boat during their parade i like his commercials i like how funny he is on social media but last night i don't know what it was Dolphins me, cynic me, watching Brady 
get a very, very fortuitous no call and what was an obvious offensive pass interference on Godwin on that throw to the sideline that allowed for the game-winning field goal to happen, the inevitability of what was about to take place, the fact that I thought Dak Prescott was courageous last night in the way that he played. Tom Brady, that come-from-behind victory, that game-winning drive, that annoyed me. The emotion I felt most was annoyance. And this is where petty me comes into play. I thought I was over this with Brady. I thought that Brady had endeared himself to me to a point where I could talk about respecting him until the end of days. But apparently not. And maybe this is a me issue. But I can't deny how I felt. I can't deny what my heart was telling me. And that was annoyance towards Tom Brady. I was trying to figure out what made me really feel like football was back. If it was the fans in the stands and that, you know, that atmosphere we saw. But no, I think it's the moves that have happened in the last two weeks. The Patriots cutting Cam Newton for smug face Mac Jones. <laughs> and then Brady being back and just being so good. He's a jerk. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's, I a just don't like, he's a jerk. He's a football jerk. Hey, he's looking all younger every year. Like I'm getting fatter and grayer by the minute. And this guy just walks out there. And is like, oh, I eat avocado ice cream with HGH in it. But whatever, <laughs> you know, TB12. Let's go. I'm just, and he's just better at 44 yeah. than I'll ever be at anything in my entire life. I hate him. Bionic Brady is maybe the pillar of annoyance. He ah. might be more annoying than Patriots. And Brady the facial now. surgery is obvious, Tom. Yeah. Like, come well, on. Let's, let's just not pretend anymore. Can we not act like there's not? His skin is way too tight for his face. You can admit that you've had Botox, okay, dude? It's work. fine. You want to know why I know he's had Botox? He doesn't have that, like, dimple chin anymore. He's filled that in with Botox. He's not oh, natural any longer. The butt chin is gone. Maybe that's the HGH, but more likely his chin grew, like Botox. Bobby Bond's head grew. Maybe just his chin yeah. filled in so his Somebody head check his helmet size and if that is increased. Um, but it was very annoying. Very reckless speculation, it, by it, the way. It, it, very <laughs> reckless. But it was really annoying watching that last night because he defies age. And it was so corny when the Cowboys took the lead on the Zerline field goal. Hey, thanks for making one, dude, by the way. If you wouldn't have missed two field goals and an extra point, the Cowboys would have won that game last night. Uh, but... You see Brady on the sideline, scowling, looking for the camera. Which camera do I stare into to look oh, s- serious? He's not and, wondering which one. They they rehearsed that before the game. <laughs> he knows where those cameras are and where the shots are. I mean, he's the best. That's why quarterback. Anyone who's started a big time as a big time quarterback, whether it's in college or the pros, they know where the cameras yeah. are. That's what those guys are. They're just hams. You're just seeking All it out. Starting quarterbacks are hams. Yeah, all of them, and it starts at an early age, like probably high school, early oh, high school. Some of these guys, you see, oh, I'm out in front of the crowd at like yeah. a South Fork with the crowd there. They yeah. know where the cheerleaders quarterbacks, are. Quarterbacks, quarterbacks, everybody is. They, they think that they're the center of the universe. It's really gross, to be quite honest. And Brady just epitomizes all of that disgustingness. All of that, and so. Uh, Tom Brady is the greatest. I want to qualify this. He is the greatest. When you can do something that inevitable, where everyone knows that you're going to win the game and you do go win the game, Thanks, you're, you're amazing. I, I mean, you are amazing. And also, too, you can make that throw knowing that you're probably going to get the benefit of the doubt from the officials. How do you think Michael Jordan made a career? He knew he was going to get the benefit of the doubt. That means that you're offered concessions because you're great. But good God, was that annoying. I mean, it is just annoying knowing what's coming, and that guy at age 44 just keeps on doing it. While watching Tom Brady orchestrate another game-winning drive last night, the emotion you felt was what? 
while watching Tom Brady orchestrate another game-winning drive last night, the emotion you felt was what? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us, at ESPN West Palm. We've been jam-packed on social media this morning. But what did you feel watching Tom Brady pull off yet another game-winning drive? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Uh, mine was annoyance. And again, I, I understand I'm petty. And you can rip me if you want. You can crush me if you want. That's totally fine. I'm totally okay with that. I probably actually deserve to be crapped on over this because I should just appreciate the greatness, but I refuse to do it. 49 career game-winning drives in the career of Tom Brady. 49. 49, in case you're scoring at home and you speak Spanish. That is a lot of game-winning drives from Tom Brady. And the 49th was probably the most obvious at what was going to happen. I'm annoyed by it. I started my NFL season, and that was a fun game last night. Can we just, for one second, talk about how fun a game that was last night? It was a really well-done first night of NFL football. Oh, it had a little bit of everything. It had the Gronk doing things, Antonio Brown comeback story. And Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran, I didn't know he was there. Yeah, yeah. The Beyonce friend, I don't remember her name, sang the anthem. One of the Beyonce's <laughs> the, the children. Beyonce. Oh, Destiny's child. Yeah. One of Beyonce's children. <laughs> was it Kelly Rowland? Kelly no. Rowland, no. Michelle, Michelle, Michelle Williams. That's the one that nobody Michelle Williams about. sang yeah. the anthem, which was yeah. a beautiful rendition. It was just great. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's tired of emotion because that's the emotion I felt. Can we start these games at 6? I'm getting old. Bro, I can't stay up that late. Bro, I'm, I, I'm totally with you. Anything after 7 o'clock is awful. That's why the central time zone, and I love living in South Florida, but the central time zone, that's the apex time zone. West Palm Beach, Palm Beach County, Treasure Coast is area. We kind of do things our own way anyway. Can we just change time zones? Just go to central time? Yeah, or even West would start our football games at 10 a.m. Like, we'll just jump on that time zone. I say the earlier the better. That goes for football. That goes for bedtime for my kids. That goes for day drinking. The earlier the better. Uh, the emotion that you felt watching Tom Brady march down the field for a 49th time in his career for a game-winning drive last night at age 44 for the world champion Buccaneers was what? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I'm respectfully annoyed. Let's start with Michael Ellen Wellington. Michael, you're on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Michael? Hey, guys. As a Bucks fan, it was anxiety-ridden. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you had doubt? Ex- you had some doubt? I was not liking the defensive performance. I think that's why I was anxiety-ridden, and I just feel like my expectations this year are far higher than last year's, Yeah, and it was anxiety-ridden. What I will tell you, Michael, is, and I, I don't know how old you are, but I'm assuming you're old enough to remember the last championship defense for the Buccaneers. Title defense? I was... I was nine years old, and it was 2002. Okay, so you were nine. So now you're you're full-grown man at this, at this point. It is not fun. Title defenses are not fun in any sport because your expectation is so, Wah, My so football team high. has to defend a title. No, it, but it's, it's like a curse. I'm a Jets fan. Oh, no. It's you a curse. A title. You wish when your team wins a title, you wish that that's the end of the sport for all time. So you can just enjoy that championship forever. But then there's more football or more baseball or more basketball to be played. Michael, don't. Uh, this is going to be an emotion you feel throughout the entire season because you 
think they're the best, and it's tough to hang on to that thing. It really is. I just hope it gets a little better because the fiancé might leave me this football season if I don't calm down. (laughs) Your relationship is in trouble. Here's to your hopefully impending marriage. Thank you for the call, Michael. I mean, that's like winning another championship to be single again. (laughs) Excuse me? What? Hello? Hello? 888 Good God, you are lucky your wife doesn't even know she you're on the air. No she she t- doesn't even know that you have a radio she show. She called me to pick up milk like a minute ago. <laughs> uh, hey, where are you? Uh, David's in Jupiter. David, you're on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, David? Yeah, I've, I felt uh, surrender because uh, I've tried to find excuses for why Brady's good. It was... <laughs> You know, well, it's Belichick. Well, then he went to Tampa and won a Super Bowl. Well, it's because he's got a great offensive line. Well, they showed a stat yesterday that he's releasing the ball faster than he ever has yeah. in his career. Yeah. You know, well, it's because he throws these little short pick passes. Well, then he throws one at the end of the game on the back shoulder in a perfect spot. And I just finally said, you know what? Screw it. Okay, you're good. You're the best of all time. You're probably going to win again. David, this is what happened to me last year. Surrender. Yeah, I think I felt surrender last year, and that's why I thought I'd come around on him because all of those things that you used to believe, all of the uh, the anti Brady propaganda, none of it actually is supported by numbers and by fact. When Tom Brady's putting a fifty yard pass on Antonio Brown's hands on a dime, what do you say to that? You can't say anything about that. He's forty four, and he's throwing a perfect ball up the seam to Gronk, not once but twice. Well, most of the time when people or militaries or the word surrender, uh, you surrender because you've, you've lost. There's nothing left. You're not happy about it. Uh, none of us want to surrender, but I surrender. <laughs> you just have to. You guys you, are crazy. Yeah, He's yeah. washed. He's a new James. He's on pace for 34 interceptions. I'm just saying. <laughs> he did have two interceptions, two interceptions last 17 night. games this year. That's 34. Brady's washed. Uh, but what are, what are the – because I don't do the math. Four touchdowns. Now there's 17 so games. So 10 times four. Do that. Let's 40, work this together because I heard you trying to do that guy's age before and I saw your head explode. Because I saw you think about saying how old he was. When I, and you went to, you're a much man. older adult now. And then, and then when I said he's a grown man, I'm like, wait, is he actually a grown <laughs> man? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, um, so 10 times 4. 40. And 7 times 4. 28. 68. Those, there you go. That's a lot of touchdowns. I mean, he's not going to keep up. That would surpass the 55 that Dan Orlovsky predicted. But you can't times that by the whole season. Multiply, thank you. I'll handle the English. Okay times that what are you eight i have taught lower level geometry and algebra trust me it's times that okay um but you can't just go through there's going to be games he doesn't throw that the interceptions i'll multiply them straight through <laughs> 34 those those will absolutely Probably extrapolate add, add two extra uh-huh. uh so tom brady beats the cowboys last night uh on nbc 31 29 the final and i was just annoyed i was just annoyed that was the emotion that i kept going back to i thought that i was going to feel respect I thought that I was going to feel gratitude towards seeing greatness again. No, I it was love annoyance. Him. I loved him last year, though. I absolutely loved him. But I, why I are actually we... rooted for the Patriots last year because of Cam. I, all these feelings. I was like, this is such a weird season. I think it was COVID. COVID I, had I my was going to say, do you, think that, do you think that it was just the mental state that we were in in the pandemic that caused us to have these weird football thoughts and now things are starting to normalize because fans are back and it's going to be hopefully an uninterrupted season unless you're the Minnesota Vikings? Like, do you think that that's what it is? I think so. Maybe just the world literally being on fire. I was like, I just need to love something and Brady's I, bosom I seemed, seemed like a safe place. <laughs> uh, I, I love you, HGH bosom. You're so cushiony. <laughs> 
and pillowy. Um, oh, but it's GH. That's a really reckless speculation. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Because, you know, it makes sense for him to look younger. <laughs> and get better. That's how people age and get stronger as, as, arms as they strength. get older. Yeah, yeah. sure, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, there's nothing. It's natural. There. There, yeah, it's totally uh, natural. Maybe we shouldn't test him. Uh-huh. <laughs> what, what's his legacy going to be when it comes out? H-E-H. Because eventually the Guerrero guy is going to be like, all right, well, I've taken all the money from you. I'm going to get caught with steroids, and I'm going to rat on you, and then what happens? But it's like what I've said uh, for the last couple of years. I'm okay with all of my football heroes being roided up. I, that, that makes them stronger. It makes them better. It makes them hit harder. makes them throw better. Like they, They're going to have to deal with the ramifications after the fact. That doesn't affect me. Me watching steroid-fueled athletes, that's entertainment. So okay? you, the home run era, you were all for it. Oh, hell yeah. Bring back steroids in baseball. It was so fun. It's so fun. Oh, just the ball flying everywhere. Yeah. And now guys try to do it, but they're not on HGH, so they can't. They it's not have, the good stuff. They actually have to swing harder. Right. And it's, and it's a problem because they strike out a lot where they used to just be able to but, hit routine fly balls and they'd carry. But forget HGH. What happened to the golden days of the anabolic steroids? Yeah, yeah, the big like, needle. I want huge yeah. needles like in uh, Rocky Four. Dopey Jose Canseco muscles. Like, that's, yes. that's the stuff. When I, I want cartoonishly large muscles and mood swings. That's oh, when sports is good. The anger over a fly ball. <laughs> like, come on. I want back knee and anger. I haven't seen a cooler smashed in a, in a dugout in a I long know. time. Like, raise yourself up to the late 80s, early 90s level, please. And while you're in there, smoke a cigarette or two, too, like they used to. Like, eh, let's just be baseball the players good again. old days. While watching Tom Brady orchestrate another game-winning drive last night, the emotion you felt was what? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I'm on the record as annoyed. I was clearly annoyed last night. Let's uh, go to social media at ESPN West Palm. At ESPN West Palm. Uh, Jordan Benzema, he tweets, I felt gratitude because Tom Brady is not in the same division as the Dolphins anymore. That is... Very fortunate and very satisfying and does give you an expectation that now the Patriots are not this immortal team that you're never going to be able to beat. In fact, I feel confident that Tua is going to go into Foxborough on Sunday and take down what was your your nickname for your your the nickname you unveiled about 15 minutes ago, Smug Face? Smug Face, yeah. I if I say smug face, what face do you think? Look at what do you th- see? Mac Jones. Mac Jones. I see Mac Jones. Absolutely. Picture him with that dumb walk up to the podium during the draft too. Like <laughs> get out of here, smug, smug face. face. So smug <laughs> face versus rag arm. Oh, <laughs> battle of the century Sunday right here on ESPN 106.3. Oh, man. Uh, Kevin on Twitter says the emotion he felt was not surprised. Yeah, same thing with me. But the overriding emotion was annoyed. Uh, the ghost of Tom Joad tweets uh, frustration as he benefited from the no call on the obvious offensive pass interference that was obvious offensive pass interference on godwin are you sure the defender didn't just jump backwards <laughs> like what was the ref was standing right there the defender's path completely changed and he fell down yeah the problem is that the defender did sort of get into a flop motion i do think that he was trying to sell it a little bit and that pushed. didn't help. He got pushed, but also he sort of extra threw himself to the turf. There's clearly a stiff arm that is thrown on the defender. If you just leave it there on its face, that might get called. But if the referee sees that he's trying to embellish the falling, I think that's where the flag wasn't thrown. Are you sure he's flopping, or is he just trying to use all his energy to come back up and it looks like a flop? Because when you're falling back, and you, for some reason we swing our arms back as if we're going to catch the momentum of the air and pull ourselves back up. I, I know that looked like that looked like a flop. Uh, Stacy Armentrout tweets. Uh, I felt disgust 
towards Tom Brady and that game-winning drive. I think he's not the only one that probably felt disgust last night because Tom Brady doesn't fail. He doesn't fail. He always finds a way. He, th- he has so many weapons now. I know. It's unfair. It's nice to see Gio Bernard out there. Yeah. Bo- Boca kid. I totally forgot that he was on the Bucks now until last night. He was one of those guys where I'm like, oh, I like it. Wait, he's a Buck? How did that happen? And they talked about him. He was like the storyline for the play-by-play guy the whole night. Yeah. So it's all because he's going to fill that James White role that the Patriots had. Right. The Patriot way. <laughs> um, third I- down back. Because they're the only team to ever have a third down back before. Belichick's just a genius. <laughs> they haven't had that forever. Adam Behind Bars tweets that uh, I had hope watching Brady make that drive because I had money on the game. That's another thing. If you put your money on Tom Brady and the Bucks last night, you were definitely sweating that one out in the end. You but lost. You had, but that, you did. Well, it depends. If you took the you money, money line or yeah. whatever it is. Now, no, everyone's taking the, doing the points on that. Everyone thought they were going to blow him out. Yeah. That was a rough day for people who bet on the Bucks. Well, that brings me to this. Uh, Ryan Clark was on uh, Get Up this morning on ESPN, and he was asked by Mike Greenberg if the Cowboys get a moral victory out of last night because, as Coquel mentioned, it was a lot closer, a lot closer than what anybody believed it was going to be. Ryan Clark didn't necessarily agree with that, but did say this about the Cowboys and Dak Prescott in particular. When you look at this game from the Dallas Cowboys perspective, the thing you leave the field feeling is that you have the best quarterback in football right now, at least through game one, because he was better than Tom Brady. And Tom Brady was absolutely phenomenal. But Dak Prescott answered every single question that we had of him. Is the ankle healthy? Is the shoulder healthy? Is is that accurate? Did, did, did Dak Prescott outplay Tom Brady? Because I think you definitely could make a case i mean let's just look at the numbers coquel 32 of 50 for brady 379 four touchdowns two interceptions dak 45 of 58 403 yards three touchdowns and a pick there were times last night and i think overall that dak was the more consistent quarterback Dak was really good. I wouldn't say that makes him the best quarterback in football. The scheme was for him to throw the ball because Zach Martin was out and they couldn't get Zeke going, so he had to throw the ball. So you don't think that Dak, at least last night, was the best quarterback on the field? Maybe on the field, but he said in football in week one. We're really uh, jumping a big step there when only two teams have played. What I think his point was... I mean, Zach Wilson hasn't even taken a snap yet. I I think he was being like facetious that it's been one game, and so right now in week one, he's the best quarterback in the league based off what we saw. You had to win a game tomorrow. Who are you taking, Brady or Dak? Brady. I know. I know. But by the way, Brady throwing 50 times at age 44. Dak I mean, throwing 58 times coming off of a shoulder injury that has sidelined pitchers for an entire season. He was on a pitch count last week on Hard Knocks. I was I watching Hard Knocks. He was only allowed to throw the ball like 12 times. Now they're going to have out there to throw 58 <laughs> times? What is happening? 58 attempts last I night. I coach Dak. Little League Baseball and like younger baseball ages. You have to build up that arm. So you don't go from 12 to 58 just like that. Um, Dak was encouraging last night, though, because it's clear his arm strength isn't quite there yet. But he was looping the ball into accurate places. He underthrew a couple of guys, but largely he was on target. And he stayed in the pocket more than I've seen him. And it's because he's worried about the ankle. But that's going to pay dividends for him. If he can get more comfortable in the pocket off of this, that's an unintended benefit. I mean, Dak is really impressive. I also think with both of these quarterbacks, let's look at the receivers they're throwing to. Because we always go back to, and I'm going to go defend my guy Lamar once again. We go to Lamar Jackson. Oh, he can't throw. 
He's throwing to me and you half the time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> These guys are throwing to Antonio Brown, who looked like the Antonio yeah. Brown of old, is the Bucks' third receiver. Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper is the second best receiver on his team. Yeah. I just said Amari Cooper is the second best receiver on his team. Like, he's I know. got weapons everywhere. When, They're stacked. When guys can create space and get open, the quarterback's going to look good. Um, Ezekiel Elliott was, up until a year and a half ago, the highest pay- running back in the NFL. What um, what is his role now? Because he doesn't seem the same, and I know it's hard to run on Tampa. And Chris Collinsworth made uh, a point last night that the Cowboys just abandoned attacking that front four in any way because they are so stout. That's fine. And Zeke blocked well last night, but with that new build, the weight that he lost, Zeke. Part of his allure and what made him so good was his bulk and his ability to break tackles and to use his strength. He doesn't look like that guy. I feel like he's different, slimmed down, and not in a good way. He didn't look like himself at all in his uniform. In fact, I was like, wait, 21, isn't that Zeke? I know. And I was confused, like, who is that guy wearing his jersey? He doesn't look like him at all. I think a lot of that, though, goes to, think of Mike McCarthy's teams with the Packers. Name me a bell cow running back. There wasn't one. I mean, that's, and that's what he's doing now. So I think eventually Zeke will be on his way. But he also, yeah, but Mike McCarthy also in Green Bay didn't have a highest paid running back in the NFL. He may not want the highest paid yeah. running back. It may not matter to them. He may be a guy who thinks he can just plug any running back in there. I know it's a small sample size, but Zeke didn't look like he fit last night. Not just in his uniform, but Like where are the, the abs, scheme. the crop top? I know. None of that. No confidence looking. Rumbling looking Zeke was where it was at. This is, this is like Ken LaVica-looking Zeke. <laughs> this is a problem. Uh, the emotion you felt while watching Tom Brady orchestrate another game-winning drive last night. I was annoyed. What about you? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Feel free to tweet at us as well, as always, at ESPN West Palm. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. And man, are we glad to have a partnership with the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Dr. Jim Reardon, that dude's just good at his job. Just like Brady is good at his job, it's inevitable that he's going to find a way to win. Uh, Dr. Jim Reardon is just going to find a way to win. Uh, Some really good news this week with new rankings that have come out. Thanks to uh, the uh, to, to sports business, uh, they are really, really crushing it. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program in these rankings, these are national rankings and these are international rankings. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program is up to 19th in the world in terms of FAU MBA, uh, MBA Sport Management Programs, up from 30. They're 14th in North America, 3rd in Florida. You get your MBA in Sport Management at Florida Atlantic this is is your path to the sports industry. There's so many success stories. There's too many to go through. We'd be done with our hour before I got through all of them. Find out more. Check it out for yourself. If you've ever had any inkling of wanting to get into sports, I'm telling you, this is how you do it. FAU.edu slash MBA sport classes on campus in Boca Raton or remote. It's the FAU MBA sport management program. FAU.edu slash MBA sport. It was a scene out of a movie yesterday in Pittsburgh. Was it awesome or was it super lame? We'll discuss. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.